Well, everybody, welcome to our community, our mission. It's July the 28th, Tuesday, and uh, we're here again today um, to talk about uh, our community, our mission, and maybe answer some questions that have been coming up. Just as some updates, I have Marion Crable, who's our Director of Supportive Services. Good morning, Marion. Good morning. And uh, thank you for always being here faithfully. I know you got some questions, some really hard ones for me. Uh, really hard. Coming up <laughs> really, here. really I'm, hard. I'm sweating over here. <laughs> Kim Turley, Director of our Volunteers Events and the Media, welcome. Thank you. So, and you got some probably doubly hard questions uh, for know. me because you're um, younger and you've got those <laughs> things that you probably think I just don't know because I'm over the hill. So anyway. I have to rewrite my questions. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Rewrite them. Our community, our mission is uh, set up to talk about anything that really comes to our minds. And uh, we've gone, last week we went into what we call the deep dive, got into some scripture, really went in there. We've got special guests that we have on. We talk about Operation Food Secure, the homeless coronavirus, uh, global issues, um, racial tensions, you name it. Uh, we've uh, we cover it all because we can, yeah. and uh, people seem to be interested, and it's kind of growing of, of you who are listening. And one thing is, you can listen and uh, today, or you can listen tomorrow, or who knows, you may be able to listen a hundred years from now uh, to this. And so, uh, the value of this technology. But today, what we thought we would do is just um, um, take some questions uh, that uh, have come, and you can always um, email us um, at uh, trm online. Um, what is our email address? Uh, trmonline.org. There, oh, dot org. Okay. <laughs> Was that the first hard question? TRM at trmonline. There we what go. What did I say? <laughs> trmonline. Oh. Give our website. Uh. Yeah, that's what's going okay, on. Okay, so let's confuse everybody. So it was, it was, that was the hard question of the day. <laughs> what's our phone number? <laughs> now I'm really in trouble because yeah. I just tricked you with a question. <laughs> yeah. So our website is trmonline.org. That's the website, which yes. you can find our email address on there. But also uh, trm at trmonline.org is the email address. And we have somebody who looks at those every single day. And then either answers them or then fields them off to somebody who knows the answer to that. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, anyway, so uh, we've been moving in lots of different directions here. And um, we had um, uh, the beginning of this year with some incredible plans. We made some adjustments. Um, we hit coronavirus in the early part of the year. And so we've made change, 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 change. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what's some questions, Miriam, that uh, that you have or other people have uh, presented to you? Sure. Well, I think one of them that I hear often is what's happening with the Children's Palace? Is it just shut down? Is nobody in it? Is it shuttered completely? So what is going on at the Children's Palace, Barry? Yeah, great question. Well, you know, um, late last year, we decided uh, due to finances and prioritization of the mission because funding was uh, limited, especially in the beginning of the year 2019, and we had an incredible financial recovery uh, when Mission Possible started, which will be one-year anniversary when we kick that off on August the 6th. And uh, you who are supporters of the mission, you just really came through in phenomenal ways. That said, we were looking at priorities of our mission call here to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to shelter the homeless, and to feed the hungry. And we decided to pull back on a few things, at least for a season. And one of those was the children's work, the children's palace, uh, in regards to daytime uh, child care. And so that doesn't mean we don't have children. We still have children at the mission. And so we said, okay, what can we uh, do for the kids if we don't have a daytime child care at this time? 
uh, working with the families who are in trauma. And so we did basically uh, shut the doors for the palace for a little while. And then as coronavirus came, um, we began to look at, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do with social distancing? What are we going to do with our different programs that we have? Because the shelters basically were readjusted um, to where we had to spread people out. And one of the areas of spreading people out was in our program we call Servants in Training, Mm -hmm. which is the north side of our main building. And uh, we had to uh, move people out of there to make room for what we call quarantine and isolation to address the coronavirus. And fortunately, we had this building, Children's Mm -hmm. Palace, that we were able to move our population of men and women in that long-term program into the Children's Palace, and really we didn't have to do a whole lot other than put some showers in and some room dividers. And the room dividers are set up, um, this would have been in the area of the preschool area, um, four rooms, um, to be able to um, uh, put curtains up um, that are kind of like room, and you've seen some of those now. They hang from the ceiling, and they really are room dividers. really looks awesome. It does. And uh, there's a lot of privacy. Right. And people have bathrooms and showers and educational rooms that we've been able to use. So that was that was the first thing we did. Yes. Second thing is we lost all of our meeting rooms except for one small one in our shelters. And so this is now a gathering place. The Children's Palace has been for our staff meetings, our community education meetings, as well as the children from Hope Center uh, for Women and Families are now brought over to continue to do things that uh, kids like to do with the playgrounds and the indoor play area and those kind of things. And so um, then on top of that, we found out that we were going to be asked to help feed people uh, throughout our community and actually region um, who aren't able to get access to food. And so we began having conversations with the USDA, World Vision, CityServe, uh, CityGate Network, um, and the list goes on. And we uh, said, okay, we believe this is our assignment. And so food started to come our way, but we had no place to receive it. Um, All of our distribution sites, distribution service rather, at the distribution center was completely full with the food baskets that they're handing out. And we didn't have the refrigeration space, freezer space for what we would need. And so we um, said, where are we going to do that at? Um, And we looked at the Children's Palace. And so it's a staging area. And our west parking lot now uh, fortunately has three refrigeration trailers. U.S. Foods, Reesers, and Mars have all donated on loan these incredible uh, refrigeration spaces. And I think as of last week, we're getting pretty close to 3,000 food boxes a week that are being distributed now. Yeah. So, goodness, uh, what else? Uh, <laughs> the Children's Palace is being used in some yeah. phenomenal ways um, that we had no idea we would be um, utilizing. We still call it the Children's Palace. Um, people say, well, okay, after COVID, which we don't know how long that's going to be, maybe things go back to normal. You have your program back at the shelters, um, your long-term program. You, we will be moving Operation Food Secure into our warehouse at 206, and we're building something. I'm, I'm giving you a long answer to this. You I? are, but it's so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're moving. The, we won't need those trailers someday uh, on loan. We're actually in the process. We began yesterday construction of uh, a huge cooler that will uh, go into our warehouse at 206 Norris, and then we'll have indoor um, opportunities there. We can talk more about that later. But anyway, um, we see the potential of the Children's Palace uh, at some point in time down the road is being a trauma center mm-hmm. for children. 
Um, many of the children who are homeless um, that we have at the uh, Rescue Mission Hope Center, we find in, in deplorable situations uh, throughout our community, um, are facing incredible trauma in their lives. And we saw a great value uh, when the palace was open yeah. of addressing this trauma through what's called TBRI, or Trust-Based Relational Interventions. So we really believe someday that this incredible facility that we're in right now, also we do podcasts out of the Children's <laughs> Palace and Zoom meetings and all of those things, um, will be one day potentially going back to um, working with kids in a broader sense, to address children who have really been hurt yeah. in, in so many ways. So yeah. that's what we're doing with the palace Great. today. That's yes. wonderful. Question. Next well, question. This one kind of ties into what you started talking about mm-hmm. is, I mean, I'm based at the distribution center, so we get a lot. It's like, what about warehouse sales? Mm-hmm. Well, the warehouse is being transformed into something else like you were talking about. Yeah. So. It goes back to that prioritization, you know. Um, for many, many years, we had uh, a thrift store mm-hmm. uh, at the Rescue Mission. Um, you know, I've been here for 30, almost 35 years, and there was a thrift store going before I got here. And so uh, we eventually moved the thrift store to a larger facility, and then we added the boutique on the boulevard, and we were having warehouse sales for all the donations that were coming to us. And as we were looking at what do we need to do for the future, um, we said, you know, maybe we're not supposed to be in the thrift store business anymore. Um, a lot of homeless shelters are so inundated with the homeless and hunger that they have stopped doing thrift store sales. Back many years ago when we were looking at this, and I'm saying, oh, probably 25 years ago of not having a thrift store, in North Topeka, we were about it. There weren't other thrift stores. We said, no, we probably want to continue to have one in North Topeka. Well, today there's quite a few thrift stores throughout the community. There's discount stores. There's all those kind of things. So the value to the community of us having thrift operation was not as great. Secondarily, um, believe it or not, it cost us a lot of overhead to be able to receive a donation, to get it in the kind of shape it needs to be to resell it. So um, as uh, many of you may know, um, we decided to terminate our operations with two uh, resale uh, sites. Um, one was the Boutique on the Boulevard. The other was a thrift store in North Topeka, which left us with those extra things that we had in the warehouse, that we would have a monthly warehouse sale, which was really um, great because people were donating things to us, and then we couldn't give what we couldn't give away. We went in and sold or make the best offer or whatever. And so um, that was fine until um, we really examined this issue of hunger. And we said, where are we going to put um, a refrigeration space that is about 50 foot long, uh, 15 foot high, 20, 25 feet wide, something like that. Um, Giant. It's giant. It's just giant. um, That you can take three semi-loads of food and put in and a large freezer and a generator and the fans and have a staging area. And we looked at our building at 206 where we've been collecting things. We said, we've already got the spot. There's no, we don't have to pay uh, for another building. We don't have to rent a building. It's a fantastic building. It's close to our distribution center. Everything was right there. We said, okay, something's got to give. And that's the warehouse sales. So we had gradually um, reduced what we normally had taken as far as donations. And now we're prioritizing the donations that we receive that are beyond cash and food. And that is in relationship to clothing and a few other items that we're taking now, which then um, gives an opportunity for other organizations like God's Storehouse and Goodwill and some of the others out there to receive the donations that we were getting 
Uh, but we're letting people know in the community some things that we specifically need for people to relocate back into their homes and those kind of things, which we'll be having more of that in the future. Um, we believe uh, sometime this year of uh, rapidly rehousing some folks. So you'll hear more about that. But uh, anyway, so our warehouse sales um, have almost come to an end. And um, we may have a few online sales going on. But uh, primarily, this uh, 206 Norris is going to be a massive receiving and distribution for a regional hunger effort or um, anti-hunger effort to reduce hunger. Good. Wonderful. So with all of that, a lot of the things that you've talked about really kind of indicate that TRM is branching out in terms of the number of partners or maybe partnering with some non-traditional folks. Mm -hmm. So... How is that working? Uh, you know, I know there's been reasons in the past why we did things the way we did. So why this new kind of objective to look at expanding our partnerships? You know, I think for, for many years, TRM has seen the value and others have seen the value in this networking together. And so um, as we have um, looked at the issue of homelessness and hunger and other things that we've tried to do, uh, collaboration, uh, we've always known, is huge. You cannot combat hunger without collaboration. You cannot really combat homelessness. When we were in the Highcrest neighborhood with NetReach, you could not see neighborhood transformation, transformation without collaboration. And so there's there's been a growing continuation of people coming together to work on things. Um, I think something that's really thrown it into fast forward is coronavirus. Um, while we have seen a distancing um, in regards to actually being together, um, thankfully with the technology we have and the passion that people have, we've been able to come together on a more frequent basis in collaborations now. And uh, then what that means is, okay, within those collaborations, who's going to take what responsibility and who's going to really work together more intently on this? And so when we looked at uh, the issue of um, hunger, um, in regards to what we talked about is, is feeding people on a regional basis and trying to get that food more directly to people who couldn't get it. And there's some great things going on. Rescue Mission, Let's Help, Doorstep, Salvation Army, Harvesters, uh, and others who are feeding people. But then yet there's still people who aren't getting the food. And so we said, okay, let's examine this. How can we get that food? And so we decided to partner with the city of Topeka on this. And we decided to partner with the United Way on this. Not like we hadn't worked with them before, but in a unique and new way. And those partnerships maybe grow at some point and create what's called Operation Food Secure. Mm -hmm. And so um, some people say, well, um, you know, why are you doing that? Well, we're not an island here. Um, The rescue mission has a certain role in this. Um, We are going, we are having weekly meetings with the city and the United Way. Um, There are weekly meetings going on right now with multiplicity of social service agencies we, uh, we found out in the combat of human trafficking, a rescue mission can try to rescue victims out of trafficking until the end of, the, of time. But until we work with law enforcement and social services and the schools and so forth. So coming together, working together, as that state, statement says, we're better together. Yeah. And so, um, and that's just one of many different partnerships that, that we're having. I mean, Miriam, you for example, used to be the director of the United Way here in Topeka, you know, what a partnership you're here now. And we have a great relationship with the United Way, you know, and, and so, um, just, it, it's just better together. Who can do what? It is. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Well, talking about partnerships, we also have our partnerships with churches 
mm-hmm. that come in for chapel service. And obviously with me with volunteers, we haven't done chapel service for a while because obviously that's bringing a lot of people together in a it's a bigger space, but still bringing a lot of people of our guests um, in there. And sometimes our chapel providers bring in other people too. So they're asking, when can they come back? Yeah. And not only the, not only the folks that were want to do chapel service asking when they come back, our guests of the rescue yes. mission saying, when we go, can we go to chapel Good. again? Yeah. And so that's been a, a really tough one for us because uh, I would say that um, there has never been, except for very unusual circumstances, a canceling of chapel mm-hmm. in my time at the rescue mission um, until coronavirus. And we had clear instructions in the very beginning that this was not okay mm-hmm. to gather a lot of people in our dining room slash chapel. Uh, it's the dining room and after dinner it's turned <laughs> into the chapel so we can utilize the space best. And sometimes we'd have um, over 100 people that would come to the chapel service. And so just uh, wasn't safe um, due to the coronavirus. So I don't exactly have an answer for you, Kim, <laughs> but we are talking in our management meeting tomorrow, mm-hmm. Wednesday, about how can we now go back to having groups from the outside come in, setting up some protocols to make sure that they're all followed, um, and then uh, begin to have a limited attendance in yeah. chapel. I got a feeling uh, that there's going to be a lot of people that would like to go to a chapel service here that we're going to have to say no to um, simply because of social distancing and safety issues, which is going to be a hard thing. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we've just said, okay, how are we going to do that? How are you going to say somebody wants to go to church? Mm-hmm. No, you can't go. And so um, we haven't quite got there yet, but I anticipate unless we have a surge and we go backwards and we have executive orders and local orders that say we can't do it, we're going to begin to explore reinstituting a limited chapel service probably in the near future, hopefully sometime in August. That's wonderful because yeah. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. I think is. we've all I think we've all been missing that piece of it as we rush to do all these different things and make all these changes and mm-hmm. then ch- rechange our changes and oh my goodness. rechange <laughs> our change changes and it's just been kind of that constant. So to bring back some of that stability, I think will be yeah. great Me too. Yeah. Any other questions today? We're a little on a limited time today because of some other meetings we have coming up. No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean. You know, we've been pretty easy on you, and it's you that really kind of have. day. You really have. That's yeah. uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I feel better now. <laughs> so, uh, but again, if you have questions uh, as listeners, you can go to the uh, website at trmonline.org, and you can find out information there. You can also see some information on our Facebook, or you could actually email the Topeka Rescue Mission at trm at trmonline.org. Um, as our email as, email address and uh, trm at trmonline.org and then somebody will answer your question there. Um, you can call us. That phone is, gets a lot of calls and uh, it may take a little while. Uh, email is the best way to do that. But if you would like to call, it's our number is 785-354-1744. 785-354-1744. And uh, we'll try to get you an answer. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing here to reach out to those who are in need in our community, homeless, hunger, those who are broken and traumatized, to be able to give them the good news of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to our community, our mission. If you'd like to help support the Topeka Rescue Mission, you can text TRM Give to 77977. Text TRM Give to 77977 or go to that website again at trmonline.org. God bless. <laughs>